You're listening to an Airwave Media Podcast. Have you ever wished that you had a direct line to your pediatrician to ask all the questions that constantly crop up while parenting? We sure have. That's why we launched the Bites of Health Podcast. Every morning, we'll answer a commonly asked pediatric question in five minutes or less. You can tune in while you're making your second cup of coffee or from the school drop-off line. So be sure to tune in to Bites of Health, streaming now. Do you find it hard to sleep at night? Then the Sleep Cove podcast can help you. Hi, I'm Christopher Fitton, the voice and clinical hypnotherapist behind Sleep Cove. Sleep Cove features sleep hypnosis, meditations and bedtime stories, all designed to help those of you who struggle at night to achieve a restful and peaceful night's sleep. Search for Sleep Cove on Apple Podcasts or Spotify and see why Sleep Cove helps millions of people sleep deeply all night long. Thank you so much for joining us for a mindful moment. While most of us feel we're doing pretty well just to survive these days, we want you to thrive. We want to help you tap into your full potential, and that starts with a foundation in mindfulness. Mindfulness improves your mental, emotional, and physical well-being. The key to becoming more mindful is simply practice. We hope this podcast will provide you with knowledge, inspiration, and motivation. You can live a better life, and we'll help you discover how along the way. So let's get started. We have an in-studio guest today, so we'll start with an interview and then follow up with more thoughts on creativity. So we're here today with Melissa Sims, a certified yoga instructor. I wanted to ask you some questions specifically because I'm looking at creativity and how one of the best ways to spark creativity is to do something completely different or out of your comfort zone. And I know you have a different career that you're still working on that is totally unrelated to yoga. So I wondered if you could tell us about that. So I started out in the mortgage industry, gosh, 15 years ago. And it just was not doing it for me. There was no real reward. And then I moved into the real estate industry. And that's where I'm at now. And real estate has a very high stress, a lot of... Um, what would you say? Rejection. Um, there's a lot of self-doubt going on in real estate. And once you start doing something completely out of the comfort zone, which I have done by doing yoga, you trigger something different in your brain that actually allows you to be better in your other career. Yes. So, um, when I started doing yoga, I learned how to react better to things that would normally trigger me. And it's really changed my whole life in that aspect, not just in the career of real estate. Excellent. Now that you're doing something where you feel like you're using more uh, or a different skill set, then do you find that you prefer one over the other? Or like, how do you juggle switching from a real estate agent to a yoga instructor? I actually don't. So I know it sounds strange, but I, if somebody asks me, what do I do for a living? I'm a real estate agent that teaches yoga. There is no like, Today, I'm a real estate agent. Tomorrow, I'm a yoga instructor. It's more, um, I take all the facets that I learned in yoga and translate it into real estate. And oddly enough, 
some of the things I learned in real estate can translate into yoga as far as different personalities that you encounter. And in real estate, there's a lot of difficult personalities that you can deal with on a daily basis, whether it be from your client to an escrow officer to a loan officer. And real estate has more of a mindset of competition Mm -hmm. and more of a mindset of survival. And yoga has more of a mindset of zero competition and thriving. And so when you can bring both of those two together, it's a recipe for success and happiness. Absolutely. Full integration. Yeah. (laughs) What about the transition of learning how to be a yoga instructor while trying to work? How did that go? (laughs) Well, so I'm also a mother of two, and I also do a lot of volunteer work. I'm on two boards. Both of my kids have club sports, and my husband also works very long hours. So I am a full-time everything. Right. (laughs) So trying to go back into the mindset of a learner, which is a very hard thing to do when you've been in a career for a certain amount of time. When you put the hat on of being a student, it's way different. And it was a struggle for sure. Uh, Yoga training is very intensive. It's 200 hours in the span of two months. And so it's long days, long weekends, studying, trying to find time to squeeze all of that in. But if it's something that you know is important to you or something that you know is actually going to better you, you really have to believe that though. And once you can believe that, then it's a lot easier to actually get into that mindset. Yeah, I agree with that. Was there any one thing that sort of was your, you know, light bulb moment that you needed to do something different or beyond real estate? Um, yeah, I mean, I I wouldn't really call it a light bulb. It was more of a progression Mm -hmm. that, um, I've had some difficult transactions in real estate and real estate is super appealing to a lot of people because it's a lot of money. Right. And you kind of have that. Why am I constantly struggling to make money in real estate and making myself miserable in the Mm -hmm. process? Because I'm working myself to the bone for a maybe. Right. And with yoga, there was never a thought in my mind that it was a maybe. There was never a doubt that I would be a teacher. There was never any of that little stuff creeping into my mind that was like, you'll never make it. They're going to find you out. They're going to know you're a fraud, which I dealt with in real estate on a daily basis. Yeah. So. Great. And so do you have any uh, just brief words of wisdom for someone who... You know, maybe they're doing fine at their job, but they don't feel completely fulfilled or they want to do something else, but they're afraid to take a chance or, you know, they, they're not ready to maybe leave their job because of financial reasons. But do you have any tips of just sort of how someone could get started or how they could even figure out what they might want to do in addition or instead of their job? So I would say if you have a job right now where you're not happy or a career where you're not happy or you just don't feel fulfilled, you can you can be happy in a job. And still not feel fulfilled. Right. And I think that expand your horizons. Try something completely out of your comfort zone. Just try it. And if it fits, it does. It fits. If it doesn't, it doesn't. And with me, with yoga, it was like I didn't start practicing yoga because I wanted to be a teacher. I started practicing yoga because I wanted to do something that was good for my body. And it just progressed into, wow, I'm really good at this. And wow, I really like connecting with people and I really like helping people. When you find that moment of like, oh, 
I can feel good and do something and make money at it and not have to stress about all of these other little things, then that should be your aha moment of, okay, maybe I should just take that leap. You don't have to quit your current job. Right. Just step out of your comfort zone. Try little things. And if something makes you have that feeling, then that's the thing you should try to focus on. Yeah, I totally agree. Well, thank you very much for joining us today. We appreciate it. Of course. Thank you for having me. It's been my pleasure. That was such a great living example of what we're talking about related to creativity. Mindfulness has been shown to improve creativity, but first you have to be in a growth mindset, open to learning and curiosity, before you can really tap into the huge well of creativity we all possess. Whether for work or pleasure, creativity serves a critical function in our ability to maintain well-being. It's really miraculous that we have innate creativity. Now, some of you may be saying right now that you don't. You don't paint or write or sing. But creativity is more than the arts. It's how we solve problems. Albert Einstein said that we cannot solve our problems with the same thinking we used when we created them. We have to think differently. Creativity is what sparks our ability to learn new ideas or concepts. It's how we connect and work with people that are different from us. Creativity is how we make scientific leaps, succeed at business, and build and maintain relationships. So what's the problem? One of the biggest challenges in getting creative is our very own brains. Our brains weigh about 3 pounds, but they eat up 20% of our body's energy, so the brain is always seeking ways to conserve energy. That means it tends to default to the neuropathy of what we've done in the past. Remember, the brain looks for the familiar, which is why we see patterns occurring in our lives over and over. It's also why we tend to get what we expect. We have to dig deeper and get off the path of least resistance that our brains default to. We have to do something new. We have to step out of our comfort zone. That may feel scary, but it's not really dangerous. Learning a new skill, getting confused, feeling uncertain, these are all things that many of us try to avoid, but it is in fact the switch to turn on our creative process. Another barrier to getting creative is our fear of failure. That needs a total reframe. Most of our greatest successes come out of past failures. Failure is not only how we learn, but the majority of the time, it's the only time we learn. When everything's going great, we don't want to do anything to rock the boat, so we're not learning anything. We're skating along for as long as possible. Did you know that one of the co-creators of the Game of Thrones failed for years as a writer? D.B. Weiss said that the key to his success with Game of Thrones was to quit holding on so tight. Again, this is that automatic response to avoid change or move out of our comfort zone. We cling to familiarity and routine, partly because our brains are sending us the signal to do so, in order to conserve energy. If we don't step out of that comfort zone, we're not tapping into our creativity. And creativity is not only a joy in life, it's critical to fully experiencing life. As Melissa described so beautifully in the interview, 
you have to push boundaries and figure out what works. You may try several things that just don't float your boat. But once you experience that feeling of, wow, you know that you've found something to pursue, something to put your creativity skills to the test. You don't have to quit your job, move out of state, divorce your spouse, or even go back to school. You can keep the parts of your life that feel secure and safe while venturing out into something new beyond that, which in turn could make those safe and secure areas of your life more vibrant. Mindfulness allows us to broaden our perspective. It increases our self-awareness, which in turn allows us to see areas where we might be limiting ourselves and doubting our abilities. Give creativity a try. If failure was not possible and money was no issue, what would you like to try in life? You just identified something new to try. You found a roadmap to increasing and utilizing your creativity. Let those creative juices flow and have fun. Let's close out with a visualization exercise. Take in a deep, cleansing breath. Relax every part of your body, from the top of your head down to your feet. Picture now that you are free from all risk. You can do anything you want as long as it causes no harm to others. Anything. Envision what you'd like to do. Sing? Volunteer? Dance? Start a business? Write a book? Travel to exotic locales? Be famous? Make a new scientific discovery? It can be absolutely anything. It's as if you've been granted a wish by a genie. You can't fail. Money is no issue. What would you love to do? Now, picture what that would look like. What would you be doing? Who would you be talking to? Where would you be doing it? Create a detailed vision of what it looks like to live that experience.
How did that feel? Remember that feeling. Revisit your vision. Write down the thoughts and ideas that popped into your mind while envisioning it. You are extremely creative. Let that energy loosen the world and see where it takes you. Life offers too many rich opportunities to just survive it. Our intention is to support you in thriving through a life of purpose and meaning. Until next time, remember to be mindful. Subscribe to A Mindful Moment on iTunes in English or Spanish. Follow us at Work, the number two, Live Productions. Please rate us to let us know if this podcast is helpful to you. A Mindful Moment is hosted and produced by Teresa McKee. The Spanish version is translated and recorded by Paola Tile. Intro music, Retreat by Jason Farnham. Outro music, Morning Stroll by Josh Kirsch, Media Right Productions. Visualization music, Dreamer by Div Kid.